Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week, we're a Brandon Peters podcast now. Welcome to your favorite Brandon Peters podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Michigan played Penn State this week and lost. And also Michigan basketball has injuries. So we're going to start this off on a sort of positive note. I don't know if it's actually positive if we think about how it affects Michigan football. But we don't really care about Michigan football. So what I'm trying to say is Illinois beat wisconsin specifically an illinois team ran by our very own brandon peters our very own brandon peters we're claiming and to, him like now. stay like true to his like michigan brand he was nine of 21 <laughs> on the day was he actually I yes <laughs> nine total completions for the entire game um the game was wild if you want to watch like a crazy game of college football and like fall in love with college football watch the like wisconsin illinois game um yeah, he was true to himself. He like clearly learned a lot here at Michigan, and he got the dub over Illinois. I mean, he is at Illinois. He got the dub over Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I've been like figuring out in my head. We first. got the dub over Illinois. Maybe that's why I'm like no Michigan and Brandon Peters are like linked forever. Oh, that's in my true. Heart. Well, they're also linked together. And I think I like that was the other point I like wanted to like say too was that. Thank God it wasn't us. <laughs> no, that's it. But that's what that's what my little my little little brain has been trying to figure out since that happened. I'm like, okay, so we beat Illinois and Illinois beat Wisconsin. So technically we like so that might look better for us, but also I was kind of like, oh, Wisconsin is gonna make the playoffs, so our one loss wasn't that bad. I don't know. It's all the stuff that doesn't matter anyway, because Michigan's not making the playoffs and isn't winning the Big Ten, so none of that even matters anyway. Us being students of Michigan I'm pretty sure, and like people were discussing this um, post the Wisconsin Illinois game, is that Eastern beat Illinois. Illinois beat Wisconsin. We lost to Wisconsin. Um, so Eastern beat us. So Eastern beat Michigan. Which by, is by on a transitive property. Which is on brand. Yeah. Shout out like- to whoever <laughs> created that because that wasn't me. Have you heard I of read it somewhere. the traveling the? It's like whenever Ohio State loses to a, like a bad team, then that team becomes the. So it's like the Purdue University right now, and then oh. when Purdue beats a team that it's way wor- or way better than or I don't know, like the the keeps traveling on. If you look it up, they have a list of who it's gone to, and it travels around. Well, like so far, there's like none of those for this season. No, there isn't. Ohio and just I like steamrolls everybody. I think there ever will be, unfortunately. But we'll get into that. <laughs> okay. I guess we should like discuss like our own game because we are Michigan sports podcast. Yeah. So we it played. Is. What are they? What were they at the time? Seven? Yeah. They were a top ten team on the road. Penn State? Yes. The Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, Michigan played them. It was their whiteout game. It was a night game. It was college game day. Nothing looked good for Michigan. Especially because, like, all things aside, like, the reason we were all joking that this doesn't look good is because that was the exact same environment that Michigan actually, like, got destroyed by um, Penn State in 2017, a night mm-hmm. game, an away game, well, a whiteout game, game day. All of that was present when Michigan got demolished by Penn State a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But all of that aside, Michigan does not perform well on the road and, like, doesn't really do well in tough environments. So it was pretty reasonable to expect that Michigan would lose, as they did. But, like, specifically not, like, how they did. Mm. I personally thought it was going to be, like, 2017 2.0, like, before the game started. But 
if I'm being completely honest, I don't think that Penn State is that good. I mean, sure, like their record is like what six and zero now, but or is it six and zero? They had a bye week. I don't know. They're undefeated on the season right now. Currently moved up to number six in the AP top twenty five. But if you look at the like three close games and the ones that come to mind are obviously us, Pitt, and um, who is it? Oh, Iowa. They beat each of those teams by one touchdown, so a one-score game, and I don't think they've proven themselves enough to be, like, that close to being in the discussion for the college football playoff, at least being, like, a six. That seems, like, kind of ridiculous to me, Um, but just the way that we played them, I'm almost, like, impressed. (laughs) Ooh! (laughs) Um... Yeah, they just overall, like, had, like, a fight to them that I hadn't seen all year and, like, some kind of, like, drive. Because I, we went down 21 nothing in the, was it before the half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was before the half. So it was kind of, like, reminiscent of the, like, Wisconsin game, like, in a hole early. But when we came back at halftime against Wisconsin, it looked, like, even worse and that we didn't want to be there at all. But for, like, Penn State, like, we put a score up right before the end of the half um, the first half, and they just, when they came back, they kind of just seemed to, like, they're like, no, I'm over this, like, I'm gonna, we have to get out of this, like, Mm -hmm. deficit here, we're gonna, like, prove ourselves, like, worthy, we're not, like, gonna put a target on our back again, like, against Wisconsin, like, no, we're gonna fight this time, and our defense was just, like, a little lagging on, in terms of, like, that motive that our offense seemed, because we had, like, gains, Mm-hmm. This game, like we beat Penn State in everything except the score, which is what you need to win. But yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree with you on everything. My overall summary is that I wasn't that upset after the loss, which in itself is very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did go into this, and I agree with you. Penn State looks beatable. Penn State, mm-hmm. they have to have them in the top ten because they're an un they're an undefeated team in the Big Ten. So of course they're going to be in the top ten. But they, if a challenge comes their way, they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And I think Michigan would qualify as a challenge. You were saying before we were recording that you think that if Michigan was at home, they could have won. Yeah. And I kind of agree. I think it was a close game on all fronts. Um, and that's why I came out of this game. I mean, Michigan came within one score a couple times. And after this game, I was like, wow, that wasn't embarrassing. Like, we, we didn't... Mm-hmm. N- absolutely humiliate ourselves on prime time we didn't roll over like we did against wisconsin and but then thinking about that more i'm like what has happened to me as a michigan fan Mm -hmm. that i'm okay with just not being embarrassed like as a michigan fan i should be expecting to win these games and as a michigan Mm -hmm. fan it shouldn't matter about you know moral victories and whether or not we're embarrassed i should want to win and i should want to qualify or contend for the big time play or big 10 playoff what is that (laughs) (laughs) for the the college football playoffs and for the big 10 um so it's sort of this, like, back and forth where after the game, I didn't feel my heart absolutely shatter like I have in the past after Michigan loses, but I'm also like, wow, my attitude towards Michigan football has shifted completely. I expect so much less out of them than I used to. They have kind of taken that place in my heart that Michigan basketball used to have where it's like, I love you guys unconditionally and really don't expect you to win things. <laughs> like, that's that's how Michigan historically has felt about their basketball program, and I think it's how we're starting to feel about our football program, which is really disheartening to realize 
But after a game like that, we should all be absolutely heartbroken. We should maybe be calling for Harbaugh to be on the hot seat. You know, like, these are things, as a Michigan fan, you should expect us to win that game, but Mm -hmm. none of us expected it, which is why we're kind of okay with the outcome. That's a good point. Um, And I I get, like, that whole concept, too, but I think, like... In, like, in terms of, like, a history for, like, the program, yeah, that's, like, kind of disheartening to, like, see where you are now as a Michigan football fan. But in terms of, like, specifically talking about this season, like, this is the, like, most fight that I think, specifically our offense, like, has gone after, like, the entire season. Like, Che was, granted, yeah, he was 24 of 41, but he had 41 attempts on the game. And I think that's, like, double, like, anything he's, like, done, like, the whole season like that Mm -hmm. output is crazy um and yeah that's sometimes like on like our receivers end like we were actually targeting them this time and like a little bit of play calling and yeah we had some of that too and like he almost threw for 300 yards he was 276 on the game one interception one td like shay did really well for 2019 shay yes i agree it was i think that's part of, like, why I'm, like, oh, okay. Like, it was a different performance and for this, like, team this season. And I think, like, going into, like, personally, if it's just, like, if both sides could just please fire on all cylinders at the same time. Like, our offense, uh. like, if we had that <laughs> offense and if we had the defense that we had the entire game against Iowa, imagine. Maybe we'll see that What next that week. could be. Yeah. Okay, so I know we kind of all agree that this has been Shea Patterson's best game of the season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why the play calling has been so different every single game. I'm still confused about yeah. that. But, um, Who knows what's going on? But um, So we agree that it's Patterson's best game of the season. Yeah. Would you say this is the team's best game of the season? Even though it's only our... Yeah, just holistically. I mean, I guess you could separate yeah. the offense and defense. Would you, what would you say the team's best game? I mean, the like... The entire... Because, oh, like, Rutgers... I mean, Rutgers obviously, Rutgers. Ru- yeah, so Rutgers, like, I wouldn't say I, we looked great. We did what you're supposed to do against Rutgers. Yeah. But I think that the team holistically probably looked the best it has all season, especially. So. Com- this is something I haven't seen yet as a student at Michigan. We were down 21 points and we came back from that. And I don't think I've seen a Harbaugh team. Like, I we always, tried. I well, yeah, we didn't win. We tried. But, I mean, but we, we scored 21 points. And we I did. always, we I always, always game. say that, um, Michigan football teams and like honestly basketball teams basketball too. Team they win this. big and they don't lo- they don't win small and they lose small and big. Meaning that like if they're gonna win, it's because they come right out the bat dominating mm-hmm. and they never ever like give up on that. When they lose, a lot of times they'll get it to be close, but they can never come back from deficits. They can never yeah. cut the deficit. They never come back from close games. So even if it they're losing the whole game, say they're down the whole game and they get it up to like a one score game. They never win they those. Win yeah. But they don't usually get it up to a one score game, I guess is my point. Is that usually when they win I don't usually when they're behind, they don't cut those deficits at all. And I've never seen a Michigan team like continue to fight an entire game the way they did. It especially really did. given what they did against Wisconsin yeah, when they just it gave up. Like two different teams, honestly. Yeah. And I think I I guess like holistically, like I wasn't like a hundred percent on board with the defense's performance against Penn State. I wasn't um just on because board of like um, blown calls. <laughs> well, no, That's what just, I was saying. Our not even just, like, blown calls, but, like, blown plays. Like, no. there was, like, blatant, like, times where, like, Penn State's receivers were, like, 
five yards ahead of our like our secondary and like that you can't give them room for that you can't because they'll space, capitalize on then it there'll like, be speed <laughs> yes exactly and if you watch like each of penn state's touchdowns it's just blown coverage on mm-hmm. our side so like or if we like tighten that ring like just a little bit did you just raise your hand <laughs> yeah. to like ask something yeah sam sometimes it was blown coverage sometimes it was blown opi calls well, yeah, the dual threat of those are lethal, and that's why we didn't win. But, yeah. like, you know, um, I think, like, once they settled a little bit, it was a little bit nicer. But, like, if you look at each of the, like, scoring plays that Penn State had, you're just like, wow, that was just blown coverage. So, um, if we really could just, like, fix that a little bit, it would be, be great. nicer. Also, just, like... If we could just have a defense that, like, knew how to defend the run game, it'd be so nice. <laughs> yeah. Because all teams, like, just, like, run all over us and just make gains all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm like, can you just, like, stop that for once in your life? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe someday. Maybe not. Um, Another thing that we could have mentioned before is that we are finally targeting our receivers, which mm-hmm. was great. Our receivers sprinkled that in a little bit. Yeah, we went somewhere else. (laughs) Well, but our receivers, who we've been hyping up all season, and I will continue to hype up as some of the most talented receivers in the country. Once they were finally targeted, they were like, "Oops, they didn't. They didn't (laughs) want it. They didn't want the football. They just dropped it on the ground." Said, "Oops." They they said, "What's this?" (laughs) Maybe they're just confused because they're like, "Wait, I'm not supposed to be targeted this." Yeah, that's true. Maybe they're like, they're like wait, wait, wasn't I'm not, this supposed to be handed off to Zach? Yeah, I know. Oh, they no. were like, wait, Shay, no, I'm I'm Donovan Peoples Jones. I'm not Zach. And he's like, yeah, oh, wait, no. I'm Donovan Peoples Jones. I should catch this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe we should tell him, like, Donovan Peoples Jones, you're allowed to keep it in your hand when it lands in your hand. Aww. It's okay. We still love our receivers. We love our receivers. But, like, but that's like, a very good point. For... Just, like, as a fan base and, like, we've been calling for, like, these this kind of, like, gameplay, like, all season and it was, like, finally presented because they're, like, we have some of the best talented receivers in, like, Nico Collins and um, Tariq Black and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Ronnie Bell and yet they're not being targeted nearly as much. And then Shay was like, okay, I'm going to target my receivers now. Or Gattis was like, Shay, you can target your receivers. And Shay was like, okay, well. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I- was the exact interaction. <laughs> <laughs> And then the receivers were like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no one this told the receivers. This wasn't the game plan. So they were like, Zach I Charbonnet thought I was, was like, I'm going to run. <laughs> and that's and the game. sometimes Zach Charbonnet was like, I'm going to catch. Mm-hmm. Good point. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, oh, there was another moment where there was like a 56-yard field goal, which is very far, numerically speaking. And they put in little Jakey and he missed it. <laughs> That's that's the whole story. Like, th- there are so many things there where you could be like, why did that happen? And I do not know is the answer. And um, I saw a tweet about it, and I was like, I assumed it was Quinn Nordeen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... Yeah. 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 I, um... In real time? No. In real time? <laughs> but, like, There were recently... a few... Subs- not a few. There was only one. <laughs> <laughs> a few... <laughs> I meant like a few cans of that. <laughs> okay, I'll just keep it real with you. I'll just expose myself. Yeah, you can expose um, yourself. So, like, before the game started, 
people were, Maze and Brew was like, what are you guys doing to prepare yourselves for the game? Because it was like a 7.30 game. And I was like, well, I'm going to... Uh, you can say drink alcohol. <laughs> it's not... It's not I'm going uh, to make our podcast explicit. <laughs> uh, well, it was just a lot. So Harley loves her Miller Light. I love Miller Light. Yeah. Like, almost too much. And um, I didn't Apparently watch Apparently too much. Well, you, you may have watched the game. You didn't I specifically the remember <laughs> the, like, Hannah's favorite part of the game, which mm, is when Shay we'll was, like, rushing um, for a touchdown. I remember, like, seeing that at Pretzel Bell and being like, oh, great, there's eight minutes left and we're only down by a touchdown. And then the rest of the night is a blur. <laughs> but don't worry, I made her watch it. So, yes, she, so like, the reason why I can, like, say things is because I watched the condensed version. And uh, honestly, like, the last, like, three minutes or whatever um in the game maybe it was like four um that was heartbreaking i'm glad i didn't watch it okay before, <laughs> that hurt that hurt before my we get to that can we please talk about my favorite part of the yeah, game let's talk about your favorite part of okay the game. so there was a moment and a moment and there was a mo a sh- but not mo wagner just a moment but like a shaman Ew, a shaman? <laughs> I like hate a shame moment. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not we're not shaming that. Shaman. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. There's a moment of um, Shay. Of Shay. Yes. Um where I think it was Ben Mason. Well, it, I don't know. Like the fullback like, like pushed him in. Oh, oh yeah, I remember it was Ben Mason because I was like, oh yeah. boy. And, um, <laughs> and then all Michigan fans are nowadays. We see Ben Mason in on offense, right? Oh, I mean, I loved him last year on fullback, but yeah. whatever. That's a different podcast. Um, ben Mason like pushed him into the end zone allegedly, and then like five hundred people piled on top of him. <laughs> it was so funny. And then I, I was like, Shay's probably like inchworming towards the end zone right now, so that by the time the refs peel everyone off of him one by one, he'll like have made it. And so the ref, like, no one would get up, and the refs were like peeling all these layers of humans off of Shay, and they finally they, like kept going back, like yeah. on top of Shay. <laughs> because I swear the Michigan players were like, you like, like he's not in the end zone and then, yet. Like, two players so they're letting would go him right like, back. <laughs> I'm watching this like where is he can he breathe down there no and then he finally like, you get to like, the bottom and then there's Shay like beat red holding onto the ball for dear life and it was a touchdown but like, we don't know if it was a touchdown off brand for Shay like no. holding onto the ball for dear life well yeah he apparently he learned was, how to do that he learned how to do that in when it mattered got a touchdown. but not enough um okay now we can get to the end <laughs> of the game so we cut it down to a one score game we march up the field a little bit fourth down throw the ball to our very own leading receiver, Ronnie Bell, who drops mm. it in the end zone. Mm. Game over. Not game over quite yet. There's I still mean, another. Game over. There were like two minutes left, but yeah, over. the game was over. Um, it was really sad. It was so sad. Like, it broke my heart, and I only watched the like little tiny version of it. He was Ronnie Bell was crying, which is just like a reminder in general. There have been a lot of people rallying around Ronnie Bell, which has been really nice, being mm-hmm. like, don't be mean to Ronnie. Um, don't be mean to Ronnie or I'll come after you. Yeah, we'll both come after you. But it's also a reminder, like, don't be mean to the football players. Yeah. Like, literally, don't be mean to DPJ. Don't be mean to Shay. Don't be mean to them. Like, they're trying their best. <laughs> like, Also, when you, like, just please realize that, like, some of these people aren't, like, this is a group that is 18 to 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know, like, what you expect of this, mostly because you probably assume that they're adults and can handle it, but in actuality, no. As someone who has, like, cried over, like, mean podcast reviews way more than I should, 
I am guessing it hurts a lot when you know that there is like a whole fan base out there relying on you to yeah. win and like you obviously like Ronnie dropped the ball literally but like <laughs> the and like he, it just it hurts him so much more than it hurts us and they're also like it's one of those things yeah. you can't just like you can't hold up the person who hits the winning shot at the end of the game you can't blame the one drop ball at the end of the game there are so many things you can look at earlier in the game that could have also resulted in a touchdown so all that being said be nice to ronnie bell but shea patterson okay so if you were listening last week we had a theory that shea patterson loves ronnie bell but and i like yeah okay go on he does! Because our theory last week, we're like, <laughs> he only targets Ronnie Bell. He only sees him. And we're like, well, he has eyes for one man only, Ronnie Bell. And it's because yeah. he loves him. He loves and Ronnie then Bell. today, or like after the game, Shay said he's being hard on himself right now. Maybe I could have run it in. Which is so sweet. Because like, Shay, <laughs> you don't run it in, please. <laughs> <laughs> open receiver. Don't do that. But also it's like, oh, it's because he loves Ronnie. Yeah. Mm. It's like... Real nice, like, cute leadership there, too. Like, yeah. just, like, kind of wants to, like, take the pain away. Um, but, yeah. Don't, yeah, because... Don't I'm, be a jerk to, the, like, us children out here. Like, we're still kids. Yeah. That is someone's son. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Honestly, be nice. Also, okay, we're gonna pivot away from that for a second. Because I just have to say, you Harley said earlier that we won every aspect of the game except yes. for points. Um... Points are what matters, but Michigan had 417 total yards, Penn State had 283. Michigan had 276 passing yards, Penn State had 182. Michigan had 141 rushing yards, Penn State had 101. Michigan had 26 first downs, and Penn State had 14. I don't think we've seen, like, these numbers from, like, a Michigan offense, like, all season. No. So, like, that's really, really pretty. We just and need... I, like, I'm quite proud, honestly. It's really great. I just wish we could learn how I mean, to convert that into... Like a school. win? Yeah. I feel, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, all of those first downs, we had 26 first downs, and how many of those resulted in any sort of points on the board? Like, mm. we do need to learn how to, you know, score. But yeah. we... I still... I think it's a close game, and that's encouraging. Obviously, any hope we had for the Big Ten is gone. I don't care if you, like, make up all these, like, well, if this and this, like, all these hypotheticals. Mm, yeah, no. we're, are, we're not winning the Big Ten. We're not making the college football playoffs, so there's not much left to play for. But in terms of beating the rest of the teams on our schedule, save for the one team that we probably won't beat, like, I do think it's doable. It's, like, looking... I don't know. It's what's doable? Beating everyone except Ohio State that oh. was left on our schedule. I don't think it's... I wouldn't say it's likely, but it's not impossible. Like, this, I think this team has gotten a lot better in the past couple weeks. I... Like... It feels weird to say yes, but, like, I kind of agree. Yeah. Like, and especially, like, I know I don't want to, like, keep, like, going back to it, but, like, the mistakes that, like, we made against Penn State, like, there's no way, like, they'll let that stand. Like, personally, like, I would not. Mm -hmm. And, like, like, Ronnie's not going to do that, like, ever again. Like, he's going to make it sure, like, the next time that is on his shoulders and, like, that like, game-changing moment is, like, within his grasp. Like, he's not dropping that he's ball. He's probably like, Shay, will you throw me in the he's football? He's, like, not going to do it. <laughs> and, like, I think that, like, kind of, like, mentality and, like, fire that you need is, like, enough of a driving force that, like, the next team on, like, the, our list is, like, I'm not going to do this again because mm-hmm. I know how much it sucks. I know how m- many people are, like, criticizing me. And 
I, I'm not going to let it happen again. And I'm especially going to make sure that, like, my team gets this dub. And it's just fuel, man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, be nice. it'll let a fire under them. I wish that that would have happened maybe after Wisconsin. But um, when we still had, you know, the Big Ten was still within reach. But eh, so there's not much left to play for this season except for the individual games, I guess. That's great. <laughs> um, Super depressing. But the next game on the schedule is, we've already kind of discussed those, um, Notre Dame, like, Fighting Irish. We have? We didn't mention Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. No, I meant we already discussed these. Oh. Um, I was like, oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> the next game on our schedule is Notre Dame, who we will be playing at home this upcoming Saturday. At night. At night. Another it'll night be game. a night game. I'm excited. It'll be a good night game. I'll make it to it this time. I mean, I, I love night games. They're so fun. No, I don't. I like night games at home. Not away. Then you just have to wait home, at home all day. Or you just like staring wait at your TV. all day regardless. Yeah, but it's so fun when you're at home and the lights, it's under the lights and they're playing Mr. Brightside and it's just fun. Okay. I'm just too impatient for this. <laughs> I, I But also the, the noon games days. are like really killing me. Like I hate being up early. The thing about the noon games is like you get home and it's 3.30 not really. It'll be like four or five. And you like want to sleep, but yeah, like, you feel like you should be getting o'clock. stuff done. Yeah. But like for for night games, I'm like you I'm not getting do stuff done before. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. So currently, this will probably change by the time we actually get to Saturday. But Michigan is currently favorited. I think it's at like one point five points. Um. But I think that's just testament to. Notre Dame being kind of overrated, in my opinion. Similar to Penn State, honestly. Yes. And the fact that they're, this, they're like, similar in the fact that they're undefeated and they haven't really, like, played anyone and have had, like, close calls but somehow, like, skirted by with the dub. And the one that, I like, comes to mind, like, almost immediately is was the USC-Notre Dame game. Um, Notre Dame only won by three points, um, and that's a huge rivalry game. Um, and I think that... Because this time it's in it, it's in Ann Arbor, um, and it's not like twelve million degrees, and our team won't cramp up a bajillion times, and that we actually know what we're doing. And it's not mm-hmm. the first game of the season. <laughs> that I feel weird to say that we probably have a fighting chance against Notre the Day. Fighting Irish. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. It's one of those things where, as a it's Michigan weird. fan, I am it's so weird. hesitant to say we can win anything because yeah, yeah, they yeah, always yeah. just throw anything at us. Yes. but it's one like. From an objective perspective, and we have a really like dank record at home. Like, on, on oh the yeah, I can't so, remember like, the. I mean, I, I barely we six, six losses at home. Is I that, mean, we lost to Ohio State at home. So just lost like, to yeah, so it's I like don't four know. times. Yeah, so I think it's like six. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, something like I don't know. I rarely, I rarely leave the big number. house sad. Um, yeah. No, I just think from an objective perspective. Like, this is sort of similar to the Penn State, like, like how Harley was saying, I think if Penn State had been at home and not under those crazy circumstances, we would have probably won. we would have beat Penn State, yeah. I think it's kind of like, this is, this Penn is State bad. Penn State is so beatable. Penn, and that's what dis- what's disappointing about know. it, though, because we still have, we've played a couple teams that aren't, well. I think they have, I like, think- Ohio in two weeks, so, like. Wisconsin and Ohio State both kind of look unbeatable. Actually, just kidding. Not Wisconsin anymore. Like, uh, um, Ohio State still looks unbeatable. Um, but uh, Notre Dame and Penn State both are beatable teams. Um, so, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much else to say about that other than, like, it's still a rivalry game, and it's a rivalry game against a good team. Also, Notre Dame doesn't have a defense. Yeah. Notre Dame literally doesn't have a defense. So, like, I think that might be good for our offense. <laughs> like, ah, new defense. I'll, uh, I'll make it look good. <laughs> you gonna look good this Saturday. Maybe. I don't know. Do you want to move on to superlatives? Yeah, for sure. Okay, who won player of the game this week? I'm very proud to announce that Shea Patterson is our player of the game. It's been a long time coming. It really has been. He was really solid. I love the amount of, like, attempts he took over the course of the Other than the game. one pick, we must acknowledge. That was, an, yeah, that was a little iffy. It was, like, to a bunch of defenders and he was <laughs> tipped, but, like, whatever. Um, I just... I don't know. There's like tenacity in like his game play, and he was mm-hmm. playing with like fire, and like it was great. I really, really loved his performance. Like I said, almost threw for 300 yards. I'm really waiting for that day. Shay, give me the game, Shay. <laughs> One game over 300 yards. Wasn't please. it like 298 against Rutgers? Please, pretty please. I don't remember, but I'm like, please. Yeah, no, that would be great. Um, Please. It does. Shay's performance does make you wonder if he was okay before. Yeah, like for the beginning half of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially. I'm yeah. Um, I think Shay can post up. And, and also, I think we've kind of adjusted our expectations. A Notre Dame game. Notre Dame game. Oh yeah. yeah. Notre Dame team that has like allowed over three hundred yards, four hundred on the season. I think we've also adjusted our expectations about Shay that we're not expecting some like first round draft pick anymore. We just want a guy who can be reliable and throw it to our receivers, and that's kind of looks like a little bit more what he's becoming. Our be better award goes to the defense, particularly our defense in big games. Mm-hmm. We know our defense can show out against Rutgers. We know our defense can show up pretty much every game except for, I mean, Wisconsin, Penn State, Illinois, Illinois. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> our our defense, I was going to say, except the Big Ten, but I guess Rutgers is in the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dang. just be better, defense. At Rutgers. <laughs> okay, Mo of the Week award. Just a Mo. Okay. Um, the Cancelled Award. So you guys probably heard about the dude who um, sent the mean email to Ronnie. I kind of think that's been a little bit overdone. We all we all know about it. We've all harassed him on the internet. Um, he shouldn't have been mean to Ronnie. So we're canceling him. We're also canceling, like, all men, as we did last week, but as Con- Connor is a man, we're just canceling Connor and his fellow oh, cohort man. of men. Yes. So, men. Canceled. Men, consider yourself canceled. <laughs> <laughs> we're really doing a great job of maintaining an audience here. <laughs> Any men listening are like, like, just know you guys are still welcome to listen. We really appreciate it. Um, okay. <laughs> Our last superlative it's the cutest leading receiver award and that goes to our very own ronnie bell let us build you up in this time of sorrow you are still our leading receiver in our hearts and in our box scores so and game stats and we would not have been within one score without you yes so you we like love you maybe almost as much as shay does no, not even close. We like, yeah, not Shay even loves close. you so much. <laughs> what if we they secretly like, love you as much each other? That'd be really awkward. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Okay, but yeah. Thank you, Ronnie. You you rock. That was 
That was terrible. so bad. I'll, I'll acknowledge that. That was horrible. Okay. <gasps> um, on to basketball news, because it's um, the time of year when you're like, don't worry, basketball's so, so soon. And then like, Brandon Johns is injured, Franz is injured, and... And then you're like, well, I don't have a basketball team anymore. Yeah, we're like, okay, when's, when's football? <laughs> we got Isaiah Todd. We, wait, we I got forgot. Isaiah we Todd. haven't recorded since then. We got Isaiah Todd. It was Todd. the best day. It was ever. Oh my gosh. So t- Isaiah Todd, I even I forgot to put this in the outline because we haven't recorded since then, but he's a five star. Um, From North Carolina, I'm pretty sure, right? Mm-hmm. He was choosing between Michigan and Kansas, and then I think there was like some other guy in there, but yeah. it was Michigan Just and like Kansas. The yeah. And, um, he was the number 12 recruit in the country. I think number two power forward. Mm-hmm. Um, just a great get. Kind of the first big recruit under, first big commit under Jawan Howard. And it just kind of shows the direction this team is going. Like, he probably will be a one-and-done player. So that's kind of a new identity for the team. But it's also like we're going to have elite talent on this team I mean, obviously, I consider a lot of the John Beeline guys to be elite talent, but those were always kind of diamonds in the rough where Mm -hmm. John Beeline would kind of take a chance on them and then develop them into good players over time, and some of them would turn out to be NBA caliber, and a lot of them wouldn't turn out to be NBA caliber. But this is the Juwan Howard of, we're going to take these guys who already are NBA caliber, use them for a year, and then they're gone. So it's a a different sort of thing, but it's exciting. I'm so excited. This is the, like, highest-ranked player we've had since... Isn't it GR3? I think so, yeah. So, like, I'm so beyond excited. Like, it's the only notification I have on my phone still, and it was, like, <laughs> announced on Thursday. Um, <laughs> I just, like, like to look at my notification center, and it just says, five-star Isaiah Todd picks Michigan. I'm like, that's the best news ever. Bring all your friends. Yes, please. please. come play for Michigan. Someone, some other five-star tweeted, like, oh, this changes things or something. Like, in obviously, we don't know how Juwan Howard is going to be as a head coach yet, no. but this was kind of the big thing where, like, I think he'll be able to recruit, and it's and, like, like... he can recruit. He can recruit. It's a matter, like, we don't know what he can do with those recruits yet, but he can... John Beeline never had a McDonald's All-American in his entire time as a coach. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just really exciting. It's, like, great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It's, like, also <laughs> taking me a little bit to adjust, though. It's, like, kind of weird. It's, like, John Beeline wouldn't have recruited that guy. John Beeline would have been going into, like, you know, he wouldn't have competed for a guy like that. He would have been looking for the talent that no one else is looking for. So it's a little bit weird as a Michigan fan to adjust to this new identity, but I still am really excited about it. So- But just for the record, that's a 2020 recruit, so our upcoming 2019 season still has no players on the roster. (laughs) I mean, we have, like, players on the roster. Just, like, not enough to go around. (laughs) Yeah, they might be a little tired. And we might see, like, Luke Kenny Wilson. (laughs) We might see some, like, uh, (laughs) Like CJ Baird, Luke Kenny Wilson. (laughs) We might see some Rico out there. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I can't imagine like the hodgepodge we're gonna see. <laughs> we're gonna see a bizarre group of guys out there because Brandon Johns Jr., who is a sophomore, who they've been hyping up a little bit in the off season, um, has been spotted in a walking boot. That's very gossip girl esque. Um, we like, I wasn't like predicting him to be like a starter, but at least like in the rotation. And I mean, maybe a starter eventually. Maybe eventually, like later on in the season. He was. I mean, he was solid by the end of last season and. And everyone's been, like, hyping up his performance so much. Yeah. Like, so far. He's been one of the, I would say, besides Franz, he's been the most hyped up 
player on I'm the so, roster. Yeah, I'm so excited. I know. But he might be... We don't have a timeline for him, yeah, I don't think. Don't. And they said it's not a big injury. It's just for comfort that he wears the walking boot. So hopefully he'll be fine. The big the big one that hurts is Franz Wagner, who's our little, our little freshman. <laughs> um, he is star. out four to six weeks with a wrist injury. Um, non-surgical, but four to six weeks does take us a decent... Okay. ride into the season it's before big 10 play i was like it's before big 10 play yeah it's I'm just like it would be nice for him to be out on the court with those guys building some chemistry for the exhibition games and just the beginning of the season so that's off the table but i mean yeah he'll be back in time for big 10 play so that just means as a fan base that we have to wait just a little bit longer before we see franz out there on the court which is so... Uh, I know. I can't wait. I have wait. no patience for this. I was so excited. That's what I... Like, I don't even want to go to those games anymore. <laughs> um, And now it's like, what's our starting lineup? <laughs> the fact that, like, I had to, like, pause because I was like, oh, man, that means Eli Brooks is probably going to be a freaking starter. That makes me mad. People like Eli Brooks, are like, not me. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> um, Eli Brooks is fine. He just looks confused. That's his biggest flaw. Um, he just looks like, confused out there. I have but, a question for you. Yes, Harley. Um, I'm like, on the hot thoughts? seat right now. Yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> per a source, I heard that Juwan Howard was at spotted at the Cavs practice today. Oh, is John Beeline recruiting Juwan <laughs> Howard away? I would like to think because Juwan Howard said at Big Ten Media Day that he sometimes used to come up to learn from John Beeline when John Beeline was a head coach because it was one of Juwan's goals to be well. John Beeline still is a head coach when John Beeline was head coach for Michigan because it was one of Juwan's goals to be a head coach someday. So he'd come up here and get some advice from John Beeline and like pick his brain. I like to think that's what he's doing down in Cleveland right now. Is like, hey, my season's starting soon. You used to be a coach for Michigan. What would you? What did you do this time? Like, just asking questions, which I think is really sweet, because I think it means John Beeline is still watching over us. <laughs> but Excellent. imagine if imagine if John Beeline hired Jawan Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm graduating, and I'm going to watch professional sports now. <laughs> that's all. Okay, that's very cute. I think it's really cute that our two best friends are hanging out together today. Oh, I know. Aww. Aww. I'm just thinking about all our best friends. Cole, Franz, Juan, John, John, Ronnie, Shay, John. Mo, Duncan, DJ, <laughs> Karis, Tamarjoy Jr., Glenn Karis Robinson. So much. Um, anything? Wow, it's so much fondness. Yeah. It's, it's, guys, it's kind of great to be a Michigan It's great to be a Michigan Isaiah Todd. <laughs> Aww. Do you think Isaiah Todd considers us his best friend? I hope so. I I can't wait to be your best friend, Isaiah Todd. Yeah, can you believe we're going to be gone by the time he gets here? Oh, yeah. Okay. On that note, Mm. um, thanks for listening. I'll be back. We'll be back. Oh, I thought you meant the podcast. We'll be, you'll be back? You'll just No, like, I'll, like, come back specifically to visit my best friend, Isaiah Todd. Okay, me too. Isaiah... Let us know when you want us to come visit. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys again soon. Uh, Go blue. Go blue. Yeah.